Welcome, fellow travelers. Welcome to another episode of Never Ending Adventure. My name is Ned. My name is Michael. Oh, Russell? Is this not Russell again? I, he's still not here. He's still dying on me. Full disclosure, this isn't two separate weeks. Yeah, this is the same day. But uh, <laughs> but Russell's out. We need to um, go ahead and get... Man, shoot. Season one freaking finale, dude. That's my first notice. Season finale. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here. I know. This is crazy. Well, I mean, d- you've been here full circle since the beginning. You've been behind the board every single episode. For y'all who don't know out there, Michael is our mix engineer, and he's kicking ass over here. It is quite the honor. I'm more than happy to do it. This is always so much fun listening to you guys talk about the show, and it's going to be really fun, and I had no idea how intimidating it was to actually be <laughs> on this side of it. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird when it's happening in real time, and it and it's like, oh, man, I have to like make words in mouth time happen, you know? Yeah, because, you know, it's crunch time. It's crunch time, dude. Well, Well, you obviously... I remember when we started this podcast, you were like, I'm getting into the show. And you freaking binged a lot of it, like, up front. So, like, what's your relationship with Adventure Time up until this point, besides listening to us talk way too much about it? I'm going to try to avoid talking about Rick and Morty as much as possible. <laughs> so, that means I'm going to talk about it a fair amount. A fair amount. Instead of a lot. <laughs> I, I need it. I need, I didn't have any references from this episode. This episode yeah. is the season finale gut grinder. And, man... Just a, I mean, weird episode to to wrap things up on, man. That was my first initial impression was the title. I was like, what could Gut Grinder mean in Adventure Time World? Yeah. Because there is no, there is no expecting anything in this show. You just will not, it won't happen. You can't call anything. It's all random and yeah. beautiful and completely off the wall. That's why it's such a great show. Like, yeah. like you asked, um, my impressions of binging the show were just sporadic, fast, made for kids like us with ADHD or ADD or whatever. <laughs> Everybody who owned a Game Boy, I'm convinced, yeah. has is some on the spectrum of ADHD for sure. For sure, and it it definitely plays to that because and I've just loved seeing because I, I took your word for it because you are a guy who definitely reads into things appropriately and you wouldn't give you know, hype to something that didn't deserve it. I know you for that kind of person. So when you said, no, this show is deeper than just a kid's show, and I, I never watched it as a kid because I was just, you know, yeah, it, I, think, I just passed I mean, it. I mean, you're a few years younger than me, but I think that you still even missed somewhat of the Adventure Time, like, peak, like, right when season one came out, I'm sure was kind of marketed to, like, more of an under 10 age. And I, I think you were still even older than that, maybe. Yeah, and I just kind of saw it as like, what's this weird cartoon? I was into cartoons, but I thought it was just like too out there. And, yeah. you know, if if today Michael could speak to younger Michael, I would just be like, get out of your own way, dude. You're trying to impress the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about impressing people. No, because there is so much to to find here. All of the pop culture stuff, all of the references that belong in the bigger picture it's it's huge all the lessons have been beautiful it's not just small like oh you need to be nice to people no it's like really drop your own ego do what's right for the sake of doing what's right not because you need to do it for anybody else yeah yeah um 
I love that we open with a, vi- a well, not a violin, a viola. A viola, specifically. And Finn cannot play it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the error, though? I don't blame him for not being able to play it because it only has two strings on it. Oh, my word. See, that's what I, I love about this show, those <laughs> details. I should have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was it's like Jake's viola, and I was I was trying. I went back and watched it again. I was trying to watch him when he's like, "I'm tuning my viola," and I was like, "Is he only actually hitting two strings or not?" I didn't know if they were gonna like keep that. Like, <laughs> is he only playing a viola with two strings on it, and says he can play a whole viola? I was curious about that too because Jake says he can tune it, but we don't actually see him play it. We he, just kind of see him start it, and he gets mad at Finn that he can't play it. But I mean. Put your money where your mouth is, Jake. Yeah, I mean, it, it always comes up. It's it's always around. Shelby's always around. Shelby's the the worm that lives in Jake's viola, and Shelby's always around. That's right. So, but the funny thing is, yeah, you're right. Like, there's not many episodes where it's referenced, and when it is, it's like little, like jigs. It's nothing op like operatical, operatical, mm-hmm. operatic, operatic, operational, operational. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so, so do you like that it's just opened up and it's just like the viola in the forest? Yeah, where is this going to go? We have no idea. And how's the viola going to come back into play? And it does. <laughs> it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. It's kind of how we entered into the Donnie episode. They're just kind of adventuring out in the woods. Finn comes out of, uh, instead of grass this time, it's two bushes shaped like a butt, which I, ha- I had to reference that in the there The butt too. references are so real in the show and it's, just because, why not? Why not get back to farts and butts are funny? Yeah. Like, of course they are. Of course. I mean, like, literally, even in, like, the most mature shows, I feel like they just if, if, sneak a fart joke in once a season, and people are like, ah, give them a nimmy. It's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Back to your roots. Um, So, we get to the point of the gut grinder pretty quick, as do we in most episodes. Yeah, 11 minutes to get to it, yeah. <laughs> um, He eats gold. Yeah, and that's well, dude. More than anything, I'm sub- all these little kingdoms have gold, and the gold is like a really important part of each of these kingdoms' society because they're like traumatized by getting their gold stolen. I was like, this kind of like sucks, or I don't know. I just didn't hit. I was like, why did these soft people obsess around dancing around their gold? It's so I don't know, not narcissistic in some way, like. The villagers have, in what I've seen and something I have picked up on is the villagers are, they tend to represent uh, the human condition of just like simple, of your simple desires, your simple uh, tendencies of they got too comfortable too quick because they're like, oh, well, he came mm-hmm. and ate our gold, and but we solved it. But we kind of fell out of that solution pretty quick with the cup. Yeah. And we just put it back out in the open to dance around and just fell back into our old habits. And then the gold got taken away again. Yeah, I I tried really hard to conceptualize how maybe the writers were were trying to tongue-in-cheek represent society. Mm -hmm. Like, we like to hoard our gold and dance around it until someone else comes and steals it. Then we hide it. And then when we think we're comfortable around it again, we, we go and dance around it, we flaunt it. And I was like, I tried to really pull something deeper out of that and it could just be a, a, a quick n- nod to society and being like, yeah, like once we get rich, we dance around our gold until we lose it. And then we hoard it. And then once we get rich again and get comfy, we go back to the same old habits. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a cycle that seems pretty um, unnecessary. Like 
Why are mm-hmm. we dancing around gold in the first place? Why does that make us happy? Yeah, ex- yeah, and they're like, I don't know. We really like it. Yeah, it's just this is our gold. Yeah, that's and what were we, just like the least favorite characters of the episode were these soft people. That, I, oh, we oh. talked about this earlier. I completely agree because um, we were talking about potential lovelies, and uh, I think someone who might be playing engineer right now said, "Oh, the the soft people and the wee wee," and I was like, "No, that's a cringe uh, character. Yeah, they they're soft people. They have." Awful voices. Like, I could not stand to be there for more than a day. And they wee-wee out of their armpits. Yeah, that's what my notes also says. gross. Just a lot of wee-wee talk. Yeah, wee-wee talk. <laughs> and some. I think somebody said something about a butt in there. And I was like, these are just weird old people. Weird. Man. Yeah, totally weird. And But, you know, and we jump right into Ben swearing by justice. Kind of along his theme of just being good for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Um that was just interesting to me. He's just like, I swear by justice. And I was like, that's that's pretty solid, but also a vague swear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I swear by justice, meaning I will attempt to catch the bad guy, but if I don't, then justice wasn't served, and that's it. That's that, yeah. you know? like it, was, it, but the, but it amps the people up. I mean, it gets the crowd going. Mm-hmm. So, I, what did you think? So, I... I thought it was interesting um, because this last episode when we were kind of in in the peasant kingdom or whatever we want to figure out that's called, then we're in the soft kingdom, then this cube kingdom, then the sharp kingdom. And I was like, man, we are really going outside of the... uh, Candy kingdom. Yeah, the candy kingdom. And kind of the universe that they've created was that there's ice kingdom, there's candy kingdom, hints of a fire kingdom. And I feel like this has been the first one where they venture like on this straight line path and you see that there's all these kind of like micro kingdoms set up of the same race of people. Yeah, that was my question going into it. I was like, how is this the finale? What are they doing? Why are they doing this? I think really the only answer to that is they're setting up to to show you that this adventure is not done or limited and it is only just beginning. You haven't mm-hmm. seen anything yet, Jack. Like we're just getting started here yeah, with like, this show. Like how many like show how many characters we can create. We can just yeah. literally have them go on a straight line and it's just forever. It's just like continuous kingdoms. It's going beautiful on. to me. They didn't wrap anything with this se- this episode yeah. and this season. They're just like, oh no, this was basically another episode, but wink, like you can see how much bigger it, yeah. it really is. Well, I, th- I saw an interesting note. I wanted to see if you picked up on this in the episode is, is that when it finishes up, and they just like, you know, they catch Sharon. She was the gut grinder. They get the gold back. They put her in prison. Then it shows the title card again. It's kind of this epic title card. And then the sword flies in and it kind of breaks. And it like the Adventure Time letters like fall down. And I was like, is this some of the writers like nod to we don't know if we're going to get picked up for a second season? And like, was this a total bust? I don't know. I tried to dig into it to see if there was actual notes on it, but I wanted to see if you noticed that. I And that's what I was going to say. Man, like, I didn't notice that. And those are the kind of things you really need to watch for. Every every single stroke of the pen matters in yeah. this show. Oh, yeah. It really does. And that's the great part about it is you can watch it a hundred times and a thousand times and still pick up on new things. Um, what I appreciate about that is if that was the case, they didn't give up anything on their storyline. They just kept straight forward. They didn't tie up anything. They didn't prepare to be canceled like you see so many shows do. They just said, no, this is our canon mm. and we're just going to keep going with what we believe in. They didn't sacrifice any 
of their creative integrity nice, uh, with yeah. the last episode of this season. Yeah, I, I did. I, I noticed it was um, so this one was storyboarded and written by, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Bert Yawn and Akko Kastura. And I was like, I'm, I know we've just kind of started looking into noticing the storyboard writers, but I was like, it wasn't Adam Muto, it wasn't Pendleton Ward. So I think that this kind of nods to this one not being one of our favorites. It's like Adam Muto like eventually becomes one of the executive producers of the show and Pendleton Ward's the creator. And it's like, man, this, it kind of showed that they didn't have this like, we weren't really pumped about them being heroes in this episode, you know? It's a, no, totally great point. It didn't feel exactly as epic as certain episodes were, mm -hmm. like, it felt, it wasn't shallow, but more shallow than, yeah, than well, other was a, episodes. Here's an antagonist. Go find the antagonist. Yes. And that was it. So, yeah. I'll, we can give Russell a quick shout for a note that he sent to us to talk about. Just, um, I loved how he said when, uh, that Jake succumbs to his puppy instincts and blacks out. Like, that's a good, that's a good note. And I said something like that in my own note. It's like, Jake isn't sure if he is the gut grinder. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but just a well, thought. Well, you're, you're, yeah. you're not getting ahead of yourself. You're, I've, I've got some notes on this. It's probably come up after our advertisement break okay. later. Um, so, no, continue your point because it could, it could, you know, pretty much tangent with mine or it could be a good, like, lead-in to... It was a new thing we see in Jake. Like, we don't often see him be a dog. Like, we do, and he has dog tendencies, but, like... It was really just, they called him cute a lot. He didn't like that. Like most mm -hmm. dogs kind of, you know, I don't know. I can't, dogs don't speak English, but he kind of really portrayed the animal of a dog and a puppy and a pet in this episode. Like mm -hmm. simple, quick to change his mind, kind of snapped at stuff. And then like he was, we'll get into the hypnotized stuff later. <laughs> but yeah, it was, that was an interesting part for me was like, he kept getting his belly rubbed and just conking out. Conking out yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it was I. I focused less on the dog part. I I noted that in this episode that like yeah he is being very dogish, but I don't think that that's what turns him into the gut grinder. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up a little bit later. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna let you s just simmer on that one for a little Good. bit. Good. Yeah. I, I I will. I I wanted to ask you because of these kingdoms. Just just a fun question. In terms of like, if you had to go live in any of these kingdoms, what would they be? Because they're definitely the least exciting ones we've seen so far. It's a horrible question. <laughs> each one I was like, nope, these are annoying. This is weird and spiky. Like, no. Like, that was the order of the kingdoms for me in my head. Man, I, I, oh, you're going to make me say the soft kingdom? Really? Oh, like, no, really? I guess like maybe the second one what were those people can we talk about that yeah, what was I, that i tried to like I, I looked into it they're just called like the cube people and i thought that they they have this little like floating um yeah. like cube above their head which reminds me of a future episode when we bring in cubert and the futuristic people spoiler drop spoiler drop and i was like is this some sort of nod to these future people that that cubert's a part of but then I was like, no, because they kind of look like BMO and they kind of look, and then they just are called just the Q people. And I was like, regardless, I still think that would be a cooler kingdom just for the aesthetics, you know? Mm. I, I guess I see what you mean. It just felt cold there. Yeah, I guess it, it would it would be better than being sharp 
and then living in a desert. desert. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I was like, no way. And then I get with the soft kingdom, I guess could be really comfortable. And they had like a little farmland out front and like little, I was like, maybe, maybe that is like a more comfy place. I just, they would probably drive me insane. Shows where my priorities lie though. <laughs> well, shoot, man. I think we need to take a quick breather and uh, before we get into some deep stuff. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by Groucho Shoes. Are you a fan of disguises and chuckle-worthy gag gifts? For over 100 years, we have all been distracted by Groucho's nose and stash, so we never stop to appreciate his shoes. And boy, you'd have to see him to believe him. Pick up some Groucho Shoes at your local OO-based Wendy's with the purchase of Groucho Gloves. Each shoe is built out of surprisingly cheap materials, unethically sourced from a town near you. And we're back. We're back. Talking about gut grinding. Yeah, man. I everyone thinks Jake is the gut grinder. And uh, real real time analysis, I I don't think he is. I think everyone's in denial about something, and I think Jake is in denial about who he actually is in this episode. Yeah, I mean, I noticed it's interesting that Jake had this maybe I am the gut grinder vibe. Because we've kind of talked, I think it was one of the earlier episodes in the season, we we brought up kind of Jake's unconscious mind in that he does have this tendency in a later episode with the little um, where his tail goes off on an adventure when he's asleep. I think Jake's like self-aware that he like can go off and be this like weird other person subconsciously. It's, it's super, and I, and I noticed that this episode that he's pretty scared, but also... I, I noticed as well, just the term gut grinder. I was kind of not sitting right with me either. And I was like, "What? why is this a gut grinder? And then I noticed and I realized that I think Sharon named herself the gut grinder because she knew that when you rubbed Jake's belly and grinded his gut, that he would go crazy. Something like that. Mine just blew your freaking mind. That's the sound of my mind exploding. Because one... <laughs> I was going to say is I love the Jake's tail episode. That's yeah. one of, that was one of my favorites. And that's such a good point. What if he is like, what if he knows he's causing mischief when he's asleep? And that's, there's just so much to read into about Jake in this show. Um, and the gut grinder thing, that that's, that's awesome. There's so much depth to that about yeah. scratching his belly. And the, also the next thing that stood out to me is everyone called Jake cute. He hated that. Mm-hmm. Jake would rather be called hot than cute, and that has to be some kind of societal reference or, or, or pop culture thing. But all that I could think of is, why would he want to be called hot? That's kind of weird. <laughs> and also, my mom raised me to call pretty girls cute, not hot. So, yeah. like, I, what's going on with the show right now? What know. is the? He probably wants to be old. He's older than Finn. I would just say, like, maybe he just doesn't want to be, like, young. You know? uh, I keep I forgetting know. that. Yeah, he's he's pretty seasoned. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. like, he also plays into being a cute little puppy to get out of, like, to get out of messes sometimes. So, I thought that was, you know, I, I, I didn't read into that too much in terms of, like, the cute versus hot stuff. Okay. So I was like, yeah, that's Jake's personality. Like, he would just be like, yeah, I'm hot. I'm not cute. Blah, blah, blah. You know? I just, I, I noticed that it was just interesting too. We've talked about Jake like, and that he stands way less firm in his morals than Finn. You know, Finn is this like die on my like hill of justice 
and adventuring and, and justice being never righteous. Sleeps. Justice never sleeps. When does Finn sleep? <laughs> he doesn't, apparently. <laughs> Keep going, though. That's a great point. Yeah, but like the fact that when Jake uh, kind of puts himself in the prison or, you know, gets put in the prison, he goes willingly uh, where there's the creepy old man. Oh, my gosh, that's horrifying. There's a man eating grubs in the Sharp Kingdom. But he is like, yep, okay, guess I'm evil. Guess I need to, like, own being the gut grinder. And he kind of goes berserk and goes crazy. And I was like, man, he didn't take more than going to three different cities before Jake was like, yep, I'm a monster now. Boom, done. And so I was like, man, that really echoes what we've been saying all season one, that Finn's this righteous, die-on-the-hill, die-a-hero. And Jake is a hero, but, man, when, once questioned— He's kind of like, I guess I'm a bad guy now, you I mean, know? He, he was, like, intoxicated when he you rubbed his belly, so there's maybe something to read into there. Like, he doesn't know what he does all the time, and that's yeah. that's just a part of Jake and a part of his, you know, journey. Yeah. <laughs> he really and is not in himself sometimes. He's in not in himself. He's malleable to the situations around him. Absolutely. You know, it, but like, morally, morally malleable. That's a fun thing to say. But... I, I kind of also, in terms of the hypnotism thing, I know it was, we were thinking about it more in terms of like, you know, dogs rubbing the belly and they get hypnotized. And I looked, I tried to look at it in this bigger picture of when people are telling you that you're bad, you somehow still end up becoming bad, you know? So a big thing is that every time he went to one of these villages, they're like, you're the gut grinder, you're evil, get out, we don't like you. Um, that Jake, lo and behold, like buys into it. He doesn't fight it. And I was like, in, in a bigger, you know, world picture here, it's kind of like if you were to surround a lot of negative people all the time and they're like, you're not going to make it. You're not good enough. Uh, you picked the wrong career path. You picked the wrong, uh, I don't know, girlfriend. You drive the wrong car. All Anything like negative if that is bolstered over and over and over again, we end up lying to ourselves and like making ourselves believe it. And then that becomes like our, our truth in the universe we live in, you know? And it's, it's, it sucks. And it's, it really goes to show like, don't, don't listen to the haters out there. You know, that's, that's the lesson here. Good grief. That is such an excellent point. Like so many people need to hear that and, and know that they don't have to stay in their situations. You you actually, believe it or not, have a choice with yeah. who you hang out with and who you surround yourself with. And I know that's difficult if you grow up in a difficult family. Um, but getting to a point where you could even find that one friend who who is encouraging and a positive influence in your life can change everything, yeah. every single aspect of how you see yourself in the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a huge thing of like how you view, it's not the only thing you can view, obviously, because you don't want to be narcissistic. But you have to have those moments of self-reflection of who am I? You know, like what what are my strengths? What like what am I fighting for? Like am I fighting for righteousness and justice? Um, and when the world gets you down, when soft people and sharp people and QB people just try to bring you down and be like, hey, you're evil, you've done bad things, and you're like, I am not, you have to reaffirm yourself. Mm -hmm. And then yes, surround yourself like people like like Finn. Finn who, that's what I was about to say. When yeah. you go off your rocker and you're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I'm into, I'm into drugs now, you know, mm -hmm. have those friends that bring you down the peg and they're like, dude, you, you know who you are. Like 
come back and be Jake. Like, you're not the gut grinder. This is not you, you know? I feel like Jake has had a, a plethora of different people around him in his life. We've seen glimpses into his, glimpses into his past and mm-hmm. how far back that goes and how sometimes dark that gets. Finn is just this, it's, it's, it's a boy and a dog vibe for a dog that was not always a good dog. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Then, spoiler drop. Yeah. Jake used to run with these like bandits back in the day and they used to like, like do heists and stuff like that, you know? The problem with me binging the show is I kind of lose a little bit of perspective of when we discover yeah, that. It's only like, I think there's like only one specific episode where Jake's like, yeah, I used to run with Tiffany and we, we, we met Tiffany in this season, but we didn't like see Jake's like group of banditos, you know? But mm-hmm. yeah, he had that dark past too, you know? And uh, another point of it, like he stays in jail. Like, well, and first he does bust out later and kind of jokingly bringing back to i was like jake is can turn into anything like why doesn't he just slip through the bars or do whatever but he he believes that he is bad yeah and he is this that's just furthering that point there is like and i just laughed when i saw it i was like cartoon jail is impermeable like <laughs> it, it is the law and you can't get out you can't but, get it even if you like Jake, jake's a stretchy dog he could he would have could have easily like shrunk whoop, down like yeah. and like gone right out the uh right out the bars just like when ice king was in the prison and or in jake and jake and finn were in the uh the dungeon and then we we're like don't you think they could have just like slipped out of that those bars like <laughs> what the heck's going on here um i want to bring up a point about finn real quick okay hit me is Finn a me an, an ends justify the means kind of guy because he sees an old man with a single tooth, <laughs> one tooth left, and he knows that he can use that one tooth, even if it means taking everything away from that from the- one person to save everyone else, he's going to take that tooth oh. from him and use it to save the day. I, I like that you bring up that point because I think it's so true. Like, yeah, like we... We did. We didn't. I didn't even question that. I was like, "Yeah, creepy old man in prison." Like, grab his gold tooth. I didn't never think about it that he was like ripping the last bit of value from this creepy, grub-eaten old man in prison to save the day. And I don't. I don't think that old man got his tooth back at the end of the day. I doubt it. I don't. I don't think so. We never see him come back around. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. I don't want him. He's my auntie lovely of the episode That's for sure. Fair. Well, yeah. good. Good lead in. Who is your lovely? Give, give me some sugar, baby. Oh, man. And you know, I really genuinely tried to have a lovely prepared for this episode. <laughs> I didn't like anyone outside of the the main characters. Like, just... you. Hey, you haven't been on this episode, and, and so you don't have a, you know, a repeat gold star lovely. So it could be Jake for you. could be Finn in this one. Mm-hmm. could but, be. But Jake disappointed me in his own morals. Not disappoint might be a strong word, but he didn't come across as a lovely. I'm a Groucho's my lovely. <laughs> Groucho version of Jake is yes. your lovely. Yes, yes, I love it. That's a great one. I think I had, I my lovely had to be Sharon at the end. Okay. I don't know why, but I just thought, more, not that she's like a great character. She had, obviously she was stealing and pillaging these villages. But they're like, it's the king of the sharp kingdom's wife. And she's dressed up, impressively dressed up, like a, a mean version of Jake because she thinks he's hot. And stealing all this gold. And she's like, I just, I just like shopping. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. She just literally went and became a criminal just because she likes shopping. So I was like, 
more more of a lovely because they wrote her in well. However, I did think in terms of writing, it was a cop-out. It was a Scooby-Doo ending. Did you notice that? Oh, with just like, yeah, a mass reveal. Like, we don't get to see real justice served, even though that was the point of the mm-hmm. episode. Like, it is absolutely a cop-out ending. And I that's sort of what I said. I was like, the season ends with a spiky hug. This show is nuts and random. And what does that even do? But also, there's more to it with the broken sword like you brought up earlier. It, it, it didn't leave me sitting well, which I think is the point. Yeah, they, they, like leave you wanting more, you think? Like leaving you going, oh, what's the next adventure? Like, oh, we've got to wait till next season. Yeah. Yeah, and I I took a little sneak peek into next season and we get in there season two, episode one, which we will release in a couple of weeks. I think we're going to take a little break for you guys, have like a week or two break, do some recaps. I think we might have another special episode coming up for those whoop, whoop. avid listeners. We're going to have some specials, but getting into season two, we go straight into the nightosphere, which is an awesome episode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like, like artistically. And I was like, yeah, I think that they maybe just had like, this one was storyboarded and written and maybe just snuck in because they're like, yeah, we need one more episode, you know? This, oh, this episode, yeah, because yeah. I, I was thinking like, you know, God forbid that they were having to fight to keep this show on the air, but if they were, they were dangling that like a carrot and a stick, like, hey, this episode's going to be the next season yeah. opener, so you want to you wanna do that episode? Keep us going. Yeah. Because like, that is awesome you're see, so right it bums me out because like the billy episode ended so great the uh, billy episode like they run out of billy's cave and billy there's like a the little transparent image of billy and he's like nodding his head at them like yes go go be adventurers and i was like that's way more epic and like pounding into like they're about to go be epic adventurers now you know it's like a double album if you look yeah. at both of the seasons like like they are each and, and we're comparing this to music now because Music is our lives, but like if you have like a double album, like like Mac Miller's "Swimming" and then "Circles," like mm-hmm. that kind of thing, the last song of the first one isn't this epic, awesome thing. It's it does leave you wanting more. And mm-hmm. it, many many albums, many projects, many artists do this kind of thing. But the show, I feel like, is doing that. It's like an interlude episode right there mm-hmm. at the end. You're like, why is that there? It's got to be important. I think because the show is is meant to be. And meant to flow and meant to have like a a pulse like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. You've 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 turned me a little bit on on at least their creative thought process of this being the the season finale. So and that makes me makes me feel a little bit better, and it makes me excited for season two again, and not so like oh why did we why did we end on gut grinder here? But you know, weirdly enough, too, uh, to get into my factoids, say it on me, and I just like didn't have a lot of facts from this one that weren't like right in front of your face. However, the only cool thing that I actually missed and had to read into is that when Finn uh, is running from Jake, uh, when Jake's evil, you know, he rips his book bag. First of all, I was like, okay, cool. We finally get to see what's in Finn's book bag. Like, what's he carrying around? Obviously, Groucho masks. And uh, there was like an eyeball. But apparently, there was a piece of paper. And on it, it was a note from Princess Bubblegum. And it said, do not lose this paper. (laughs) That was all it said. So as so more, anticlimactic in so many different ways, <laughs> like no, but it was such like the it was such a I was like I like maybe they put that in there and we've we've dug a lot into Princess Bubblegum in this show, so I was like oh yeah like it's another one of her things of like giving Finn this task where she doesn't really have 
she doesn't give him what her end game is. Right. So like, don't lose this paper. Like, is this magic paper? Is this just you like mimicking me? And obviously Finn's got it in his book bag. And he's again, just blindly listening to Princess Bubblegum, not losing this sheet of paper. And I just, I just thought that was funny. It felt like fun fact of the episode. It's, it's a beautiful part of, of Finn's character. It's like, just, he is so loyal. Blind. Yeah. But like the, yeah. the almost where it's a character flawed, blind loyalty. But still, like, noble in, mm-hmm. in his, you know, what you call it, his, uh, his M.O., you know? A boy and his dog and just the beautiful, like, mirror image of that loyalty. Like, yeah, the dog follows Finn everywhere, but Finn is right there next to Jake every single time. And you don't really think of it as that, but it is yeah. very much the case. Like, how, how it's just, he's got the loyalty to the people and loyalty to his code of heroism, I guess, like that, you know, but, you know, fun facts, fun things to, to think on the show. But, man, I, I didn't have much else to to digest and or uh, puke back up in this episode. Um, what else do you got, man? Is that is that about as much as you you kind of pulled out of this one? Yeah, this is uh, this was an interesting episode to try to research and actually dig, dig deep on. Um, lesson wise, man, I guess I just have to say, like. Believe in yourself. Um, don't second guess yourself. Because mm, it will yeah. actually lead to some negative effects and some negative actions. Like, yeah. Jake did sort of turn it, not the gut grinder. He wasn't that in particular, but he did go down a pretty slippery slope there when he kept second guessing himself. Just, I, I, I would tell, you know, everyone be confident in who you are. Yeah, and, I did to echo it. And, and it, you you phrased it better than I did. But mine was like, it shows how easy it is to become what people think of you. Mm. And society is brutal. You got to be firm in your own beliefs and self have that self-awareness to know who you are at your core and not just conform to what society keeps telling you you are. So that's like, yeah, that's, that's an echo of that same exact point. I love Second that. Second lesson, Dookie is radical, man. Dookie is radical dookie is radical jake just loves poops he's like man there's a lot you don't even know there's a lot of interesting smells in poops so dookie is radical y'all the dog's noses are incredible i actually think about that more often than i should like dog ears and dog noses i'm like what is it like to experience the world with that kind of (laughs) level of sense i am sense yeah yeah dookie is radical (laughs) radical. (laughs) well shoot guys thank you guys again for listening to holy crap season one of never-ending adventure Put a staple on it, pin it to your to pin it to your fridge, whatever. Season one's done. We're wrapped up. Cha-ching. Cha-ching in the book, baby. Well, again, again, I've been Ned Pruitt. I'm Michael Hitchcock. And this has been our never-ending adventure that we've been taking you guys on. We miss you, Russell. We love you, Russell. He'll be back in for the specials and the beginning of season two in a few weeks. So we hope to see you guys there. Love it, you guys. Love you guys. Don't be a Sharon and don't be a Karen, but be caring about each other and go hug your mother because this has been a never-ending adventure. Never an adventure. Season one is wrapped up. It's forever. Nine seasons. Series arc. It's it's going to be forever. Do nine seasons. Nine seasons. You're going to watch them all and listen to them all. And Season one goes forever and never-ending adventure because it just lasts forever. Watch it. Nine series arc. This is going to be, it's going to be fun.